0: This time on wi Fi Radio, we discover Winnie the Pooh is out of copyright. You can use Winnie the Pooh wherever you like now, just as long as he's not wearing a t shirt. Oh, Nike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we discuss how cells at work would handle a bullet wound. I'd laugh if the bullet then has like a face. <gasps> oh. like, Hi, my name's Iron. I <laughs> oh, like from
1: Mario, you know. Oh, <laughs> Bill Bill. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And we compare Bell to old chat sites. Can we see the arena? Can we see that? <laughs> Can we see
2: anything other than people just floating around like it's Habo Hotel? Avon yeah.
3: launch. <laughs> ah! Tatsuo, Canada. Anita. It's over nine thousand. Mm. Mm. Configure the language logic
1: interface for Japanese. The Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi. The fi
3: Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi radio.
0: are, and welcome. You tuned in to Kawaii Fi Radio, the podcast we dive into the world of anime and manga every fortnight, unless, you know, we forget. Um, I'm Kyle and joining me are my co-hosts Kira Lee and Kenny. How are you both doing? I did good, not forget. Did <laughs> not this time. It's been a while since we've been able to all get together in studio. It has. Yeah,
1: I
2: haven't seen you in a while, Kiralee. How are you doing? Yeah,
1: good. Mm. heavily pregnant now yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. you've
0: still got a few months though till uh till delivery
1: yeah just a few
0: just a few just a few almost at the few. end of the road yep. <laughs> um now this episode we're talking about the massive juggernaut that is bell and the studio that is behind it now we've got a full video on the youtube channel detailing basically the problems this film faces um, and you can go look at that. But we're going to look a bit more at uh, just comparing it to Ch- Studio Chizu's other works. So we'll get into that in a little bit. So if you are new to the podcast, welcome on board. Um, we've also got those monthly anime videos on our YouTube channel. So links and details in the description. But let's get straight stuck in with the anime that we've been watching.
1: I have no idea how old I am or where I came from. Daddy! up. Hey time! I gotta go! I just... I
3: have to know! Hooray, I did that thing!
2: What we're watching
0: now, I said anime, but I lied because we're going to K drama because that's what you've been viewing while you've been chilling out, is not yeah, it? Yeah, I
1: fell into the hole of K drama and I can't get out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it
2: is an inescapable <laughs> abyss. There's a lot of food shows I've noticed.
0: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, there
3: is.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but here's the thing: a lot of K dramas originate from mangas. Um, which is kind of interesting. Um, this one doesn't, however, and I think it's called The King's Affections.
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: Affections? Affection?
1: Affections?
0: I'm going to Google that. <laughs> I mean, King's Affection, yeah. Um, but yeah, so tell us about this because this is on Netflix, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah, so it's on Netflix. There's 20 episodes and uh, each episode goes for just over an hour, mm. which nice. is really good.
3: Mm. Um
1: yeah, this one's an original. Um, so it starts off uh, with the queen and she's giving birth to twins, uh, male and female. Um, and then the the uh, grandfather decides that, you know, uh, it's not good for the son to have shared a womb with a, a woman. So <laughs> <What>? <laughs> we must get rid of the woman and pretend that she never existed. <sighs> and uh, so then the they seem to go along with it but then the mother sort of whisks the little girl away mm. uh, and then we cut to when they're older and um, she manages to get a job in the like the royal court uh, and they the two twins end up meeting and realise that they look very similar they don't know that they're twins but they're like wow you look just like me oh my <laughs> goodness um, and because at this point he's like the crown prince, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And um, so they, the crown prince orders her to swap clothes with with one another, so that he can sort of hop out of the the court and have a look around mm-hmm. and sort of be free a little bit.
2: He's pretty comfortable um, with uh, the cross dressing, then.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, it, this is set sort of feudal era, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Mm. Yes, yeah, like yeah. eighteen hundreds sort yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. And I'm guessing then something doesn't go right when he goes out and Yes,
1: So then the the grandfather sort of um, catches wind that the little girl is still alive. So then he sends his people to go and kill the little girl. Who is in Um, fact
2: not the little girl? Yeah,
1: at this point, unfortunately, it was the prince dressed up as the little girl, and so they ended up killing the prince and not realizing. (laughs) No. So then the mum goes and says to the little girl that you you now are the prince. You have to pretend (laughs) to be the prince for all of our sakes. You you've that's. that's This sounds like
0: if, if this was like a Japanese manga, it would be Konosuba style, like. Uh, like a comedy of errors style mm. series, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah, I can't imagine this is too heavy on the comedy. No, my goodness, the no. <laughs> First
1: two episodes, I actually cried quite a lot because oh. it was really sad, like seeing the um, the boy die, mm-hmm. um, and then the you see the mum pass away as well later on. Oh. Um, so it's basically the secret's gone. Yeah, no one knows. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was. So, um, the little girl who is now the crown prince, uh, you jump forward about like 10, 15 years. Um, so, you know, she's quite, you know, developed now, but you know, she's still pretending to be the prince. Mm -hmm. Um, so she has a, um, an older handmaid and a, um, like a an assistant? Serv- yeah, an assistant, male assistant. They're the only two people who know. Ah. That's it. Um, and well, I mean that,
0: that makes sense that they're in constant close contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: exactly. Um, and so. Um, He gets the nickname of the Ice Prince and the Five Step Prince because everyone has to keep five steps away Ah. at all times and trying to keep the secret. But um, she kind of falls in love with a couple of gentlemen and she (laughs) kind of suppresses it quite a lot. But then also this gentleman uh, falling in love with the prince and they're kind of like, oh, am I... (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> getting a full yeah. like uh,
2: General Shan from Milan vibe, I
0: think. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's just
1: really, really good. And the grandfather is just absolutely terrifying because he's yeah. still around and he is scary.
0: He- you're watching this dub, aren't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he
0: still scary in the dub?
1: Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, Ooh. yeah. So yeah. they
2: picked a good voice cast then. Oh, definitely. Like- Dubbing can be pretty tricky in that
1: yeah. regard. Well,
0: like, no offense to Netflix, but generally their dubbing's pretty bad. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's true.
1: I mean, it could be bad. I could. I don't. I don't know whether it's just the story itself that is. You're just making so invested. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, the grandfather is just wanting to kill anyone who gets in in his way, and the prince oh. is just like not wanting to kill anyone because. Yeah. Why? <laughs>
0: just chill. Like that as was I think I mentioned to you as well. Like this reminds me of that um the other K drama that I was watching with Emma, which was Kingdom, which is like um a feudal zombie apocalypse. Um, and same sort of thing. Like it's it's always about those feuding powers and how they go about it. But look, um worth checking out, it's on Netflix. Um, I believe Emma's gonna be watching all of it now as well, knowing her. So uh yeah, definitely check that out. But let's um we'll go back to our uh, scheduled <laughs> programming, which is Anime, Yes. And we're going to talk about My Dress Up Darling, which is, I think, as far away from The King's Affection as you can get, realistically. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, My Dress Up Darling is a series basically about cosplay. Um, it's probably the easiest way to explain it. It's cosplay creation, uh, going to events, and so on. Um, and this one, I start, when I heard it was getting released and I saw the character, I went, that looks a lot like some of the other mangas I read. So, I started reading it so good uh, yeah, i've
2: been thoroughly enjoying it it's certainly got sort of the uh pervy element considering mm-hmm. the subject matter the uh main girl wants to cosplay as characters from
0: uh adult games
2: which is hilarious you see her talking about it and the guy's like no she's putting this on she must be doing this to mess with me and then he looks up at her face oh god she's entirely serious <laughs>
0: <laughs> see the, the thing is as well as like that's the first outfit and then other outfits follow, mm. and they're not what you'd expect. They uh, are all over the shop. You sort oh, of okay.
2: see a few of them in the opening uh, bit. Mm-hmm. So you get an idea of the weird stuff well, come. One's from
0: a Magical girl series, mm. and one of them's from a fighting game. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and they all have you know elements of perviness to them, as as you'd expect. But I think
2: there is actually an element to that. I don't think the perviness uh, detracts from anything. Like mm-hmm. it's not like um, what would you say? Like uh, high school DxD. High school DxD or um, something of the dead. What was it again? This... Uh, yeah, high school of the high school of the dead. Yeah, dead. Yeah. It's not like those where it's just sort of tacked on there for fan service to get eyeballs on it. It feels like there is a genuineness to it. It's these two people, the main characters, one is very, very passionate about what he does, but very, very shy about sharing it. Whereas the girl is very passionate about what she loves and is very open about it and very defensive with it. And I think there is a whole lesson in this, which is healthy in a way. I think the etchy stuff is just sort of, what would you call it? Window dressing?
0: yeah. Well, I mean, look, I mean, I'll I'll ruin this a bit, but it's already sit, set on, like, all the information, but it is listed as a romance. Yeah. So, you know, it, it kind of makes sense with what we've seen in the recent trend of romance animes and mangas and so on for it to be a little bit fan-servicing. Hmm. Um, I'm going to sneeze now. Am I? Am I?
2: Well, he sneezes. Oh. Oh, Find my. out in the next episode. <laughs>
0: oh, my. <laughs> um... No, it was not a delicious sneeze. Excuse me, um, but um, I—it's—I just love there's that scene in the first episode where um, they're at like a hair salon. Um, the main girl and one of the other girls, who's her friend, is telling the story about you know how this guy approached her and he was really good looking and all that. And he started up the conversation by basically having a go at the fact that she had like a, a charm from an anime on, on her, her thing, bag, yeah. And yeah. she just gave him the ugliest face. <laughs> He's like, yes, yeah. like, "Hey, is that from a game <laughs> or
2: something? Are you a total nerd?
0: You suck." <laughs> <laughs> and it's got a dub coming too. Um Funimation are dubbing it, so that's uh oh, it's that's definitely going to be worth checking out.
1: It's interesting to
2: see where this goes. I reckon this is going to be one of those instant classic kind of animes.
1: Oh, definitely. Her mm-hmm. face is just everywhere already. Oh, oh man, <laughs> everyone loves Marin.
0: Like And I don't blame her, like from a character standpoint, like there's very few characters I've seen in recent years in the romance field that haven't had something that makes you kind of go, "Mm, you're a little bit off. With in her case, it's just she's super passionate about yeah. something, and she doesn't care if you see parts of her body while she's doing it because she's that passionate about it. Yeah, and that's I, I think that's quite refreshing. It's very you know body positive.
1: Yeah, I think she has quite a unique look as well, mm-hmm. like being a gal.
0: Yeah, oh wait till she gets tanned. <laughs> it, it happens oh. for it happens for just it'll be like basically the equivalent of one episode. It's about three chapters and it's for a cosplay, oh, and yes. it's it's <laughs> magnificent. It works so well. Um, but look, uh, dress up, darling, on Funimation dub incoming um, manga. I believe is released by Viz. I just found it at a local store, so you know, go check it out. Um, and that brings us. On, I was going to say on the note of ugly faces, given that people have, has anyone seen the ugly face from Attack on Titan recently? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've
1: seen it great cosplay of it oh, as really? well I believe yeah, I've seen the same yeah. one <laughs>
0: you're gonna have to share that with me so Attack on Titans back obviously it's the final season part two of three because there is a film which is gonna finish off all of it apparently yep I know why did you call it the final season <laughs> shouldn't have bothered Because, yeah, and... I
2: mean, just because it's the final season doesn't mean it's the final thing.
0: Yeah, but it's like, you know, how they say, like, you know, from the creators of New Folder and New Folder 2 is New Folder 3. Yeah, It's the same thing. It's just like, just stop adding new numbers to the end of it and just name it what it should be. But, um... The, I think kind of what's frustrating me is that Crunchyroll and Funimation are once again promoting it like this is the end. And oh, it's like, okay. if any of you did your most basic research, you know it's not. Yeah, like There's news articles saying there's a film incoming and that it is canonical film, not a recap film. Right. So, uh, no. <laughs> so, well, I mean,
1: technically they're not wrong. It is like the last season.
0: Mm-hmm, but they're saying that this is going, you know, will this all be resolved by the end of this season? It's like, no, of course it won't. We know it won't.
3: <laughs> yeah, True.
0: And they've said that they're going to stick, you know, very faithfully to the manga, according to MAPPA. But, um, you know, we're getting, uh, especially with uh, the most recent episode that came out this week, we're getting really into the depths of the lore that have been created for um, Attack on Titan. And it's it's really good. Like, people are not going to universally love the end, just like people who are reading the manga didn't. Yeah, of course. Um, and I can understand that, because it does go a little bit intellectual, um, because it starts using things around the idea of consciousness and stuff like that is probably the easiest way to say it without expli- uh, yeah. ruining anything. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: everyone's got a different opinion on that sort mm-hmm.
0: of so it, it's it's going to be interesting to see yeah. how people interpret it. Like, um 'cause because you know how we've seen like everyone trying to push the ratings of Attack on Titan up so it beats Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, and it's <laughs> it's never going to happen. For, for, for starters, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhoods fifty episodes, and all of it's got is getting rated at once, and it's up that high. And this you've got seasons of Attack on Titan, and none of them are hitting that mark. So it's
2: <laughs> <laughs> look, I don't like the idea of comparing one anime to another and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but. I think they both have their place in the top of the list. Oh, yeah. I just
0: mean that Mal's rating system is broken. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. for with, with the way my anime list works is you rate the individual seasons. And my uh, Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood was just one season. So, therefore, you know, Attack on Titan gets, what's that, uh, eight attempts to knock it off the <laughs> yeah. top. It just seems a bit weird. <laughs> it's like if, if the previous seasons weren't great, you know, if they're only a 7.5 or 7.6, you can hardly say that the new seasons are 9.2. Yeah. But you know the whole thing is. But that, that's just that's just me being a grumpy old man. <laughs> just like with the anime awards. Oh, but would you say that like
2: we've all watched a lot of Attack on Titan? Could you say that it is better or as good as um,
0: Brotherhood? Brotherhood? No, no. I, I look. I'd still say it's an amazing anime. But Attack on Titan's pacing goes all over the shop. Ooh. Whereas yeah. Brotherhood's is very consistent the whole way through.
1: I agree. But I'd like. I- I'm the same as you, Kenton. Uh, like, I can't compare them because they're just, they're different. The, yeah. the stories are different. Yeah. Like, you can't, you know. Oh,
0: I, I, I like, story wise, they're both magnificent. Well, but yeah, just, yeah. and th- this is the thing, like, I love going into the deep, nitty gritty critical and looking at, like, you know, the pacing and how they structure things and so yeah. on. And that, that's just the way my head works. And, for me, that's that's what I kind of look at. I go, okay, right. how well does the story flow? Does it? Um, do you feel like you've lulled? Are there moments where you struggle to get through episodes and stuff like that? And I've had that a few times, especially during season two of Attack on Titan, um, when we had that whole arc with the um, the tower inside the walls, surrounded by um, the titans.
1: Do you think they could have condensed it so that oh, yeah. it wasn't?
0: Yeah, like this, that, and that's the thing. Like that's the difference between. Um, for the like Alchemist Brotherhood and the manga, the manga actually kind of meanders a bit more. Right. Whereas the uh, adaptation we got is very straight through and it, it cuts out all the filler. Yeah. And I think because... This is probably because I watched so much Naruto and I'm so done with filler. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair um, enough. That I, I want them like... It's like, you've got a good story. You've got a great concept. Don't drag it out for cash. And that's why I'm getting annoyed with uh, Rent-A-Girlfriend's manga because it's mm. like we've had... 40 chapters and nothing's really happened and now it's just like everyone's complaining the ratings are going down and suddenly an event has happened i mean i can
2: actually agree with you thinking about it now for attack on titan there is bits where they're like we've only got five minutes until that titan reaches us let me tell you my backstory for half an hour (laughs) yeah and then by the time he's finished Oh God! We've got four minutes till our Titan comes. <laughs> yeah. So hey, like, sorry, Let me tell you my backstory. <laughs> okay, you're there.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, there is a there is a place for you know doing backstories and telling it, and they're doing it quite well in the current season. But mm-hmm. I think. Um, they kind of dragged their feet a little bit with some of the older ones where they could have been a bit more efficient with how they told the story. Right. Um, cause, and we, we've discussed this many times, you and I, Kenny, is that the when you transition something from one media form to another, you do have to make adaptations so it fits that media form. Uh, of course, yeah. And like you look at books like um, the Harry Potter franchise, for instance. The amount of content that is in the books that doesn't make it into the film, while it might frustrate some of us, it makes it so that the film's pacing is really good the whole way through. So yeah.
2: sometimes if you were to take, say, Law of the Rings, and I am go- probably going to upset a purist out there, mm. they removed a bunch of stuff from the Law of the Rings books that didn't make it into mm-hmm. movies. Like Tom Bombadil mm. is this random character in the books who they sort of stumble upon, who is basically an all-powerful genie that spends his days skipping through meadows while his house yeah. is next to a horrifying burial ground for monsters
0: yeah
3: <laughs> he
2: has a hot blonde wife and he just spends his days singing and dancing around he could have accompanied the fellowship with the ring and they would have had no problems at all <laughs> if he only gave a damn
3: but this, <laughs> he's but this not is the thing in the uh, movie but he's, not, he's not in the movies it would
2: have been just a massive tone shift from them being chased by ringwraiths to hey today day finding a bloody leprechaun but i mean like
0: it's the same sort of thing with like when we see like for instance when they go into the forests in the start of the second book yeah yeah like they spend a lot of time describing the forest and that information. But on screen that's about three seconds. <laughs> like yeah. you don't you don't need to go, the wood was brown. Yeah, you know? that's that's just Tolkien
2: though. He gives yeah. a description for every tree but, he comes across.
0: Yeah, but but that's the thing, like this this is what I'm saying. Like you don't need to adapt everything. You just need to adapt the core story. And sometimes, I mean, because we do have the issue at the moment with anime and the time frame it takes to develop them with COVID and all that, we get delays. Mm. We do see a lot more filler at the moment than we normally would. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how it kind of pans out towards the end of this season with um, Attack on Titan. Because I don't think MAPPA's got a great deal of shows that they're working on this season, which is quite interesting. Um, Whereas Cloverworks once again has three. And in my humble opinion, only um, Dress Up Darling stands out. For the
2: sheer amount of hype they've given Attack on Titan, you can be certain they would be putting a lot of attention onto this. They want to get this right. Otherwise, they are looking at a promised Neverland situation
0: yeah yeah that being said though, they had like the trailer for this episode uh, for this season's first three episodes already out like twelve months ago. Mm-hmm. so we already knew that they'd created most of it, so I'm hoping that map has actually already finished making the whole thing and is now just releasing it and the, the staff are just like, yeah, we're done, we're on the next project.
1: Yeah, we're well, working on the movie. We're yeah. already at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're
0: at the beach. It's amazing here. Do you see there's a girl fishing? Um, <laughs> but um, Attack on Titan is pretty much on everything at the moment, so go check it out. Um, Crunchyroll animation, the whole shebang. Um, if you've been watching something interesting this fortnight, something new, something old, chuck it in the comments section below or over on our social media on the episode preview post. Um, now, that means we do have to get stuck into the main topic of this Episode and that is Bell and Studio Chizu. Kawaii Fi Radio. We'll be there on time. There's 20 minutes of ads. Cinema Club. Alrighty. Now. Spoiler alert. I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert. I did not enjoy it either.
1: (laughs) Curly, your time for spoiler alert. I did not watch it. Not <laughs> oh, <that> bad, eh? <laughs>
0: no. You're kidding. kidding. Um, well, the the thing is, is that when we've had a uh, so when Bell landed in cinemas here in Perth, it was during a uh, so I think we've mentioned this before, but we've been very lucky in Western Australia that we've hardly had much Omicron spread. Our uh, state government is focused on sorry not Omicron COVID spread. So our state government focused on elimination strategy, and it's worked so far. We'll see mm. how it works going forward. But we had a Omicron incident, and that made Everything kind of go lockdowny, and we just didn't want to kind of all risk rushing out at once. And clearly, with you obviously being pregnant, it's not wise to put you in harm's well, way. No. Exactly <laughs> so we decided, um, you know, we'd all go and see it where and when we could. Um, and me and Kenny managed to go and see it. Um, the rest of the team, I, I think Aaron has seen it. Um, so. But he's at work at the moment. Um, Aaron's doing insane hours until, I think, mid-February. So he will be back soon, I promise. Uh, he has bought us a giga pudding for uh, the YouTube channel. And uh, <laughs> there is a video coming for that. <laughs> so, uh, so if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, go over and hit that button as well. Um, but um, we all went and saw Belle where we could and if we couldn't, then we kind of just talked about it and explained the story plot and all that. And... I think, first things first, Bell is probably the most beautiful film Studio Chizu's ever made. Like Visually, it's probably the most stunning thing I've seen them do. You look at the backgrounds, you look at the flow of animation, character design is still kept quite simple, but mm-hmm. it looks nice. And the CG in it is probably the best I've seen outside of UFO Table, which are the guys who do Demon Slayer and whatnot. Um, well, Fate what what Grand Order, that's that, that's the one. The, the <laughs> yes. Fate universe. Um And it doesn't. It might surprise you to hear this, but the person who designed Belle's character designed characters for Frozen. That is a little surprising, huh? Yeah, Um, I didn't realize this until I was reading up on it a few days back, and I was like, "Wait, what?" So, what did the
2: studio just, uh, you know, knock on Disney's door and say, "Hey, can we can we borrow that one?"
0: Well, I don't know. Um, I don't know if he designed like the main characters, but he's part of the three D design team. So, I don't know if he was like the lead designer or just part of. The development team or what? Who knows?
2: I mean, considering a bunch of the stuff that happens in it, it wouldn't surprise me if they really wanted to get on Disney's good side for this. Yeah. Yeah. Considering, I mean, so the story of Belle is lifted directly from the original of Beauty and the Beast. The original French variation of Beauty Mm -hmm. and the Beast. And uh, there are scenes in it which ape the Disney movie. Yeah. There is the ballroom scene shot for shot down to the camera angles and i don't know why but i felt like that was treating me like i was an idiot
0: (laughs) (laughs) so look um bell uh so interesting thing a couple of things we need to get out of the way here so 2021 japanese animated sci-fi film written and directed by hosoda mamaru produced by studio chizu of um the fame of geez wolf uh wolf kids Wolf Children?
2: Wolf Children, Wolf Summer children. Wars, Boy and Beast. Boy and
0: Beast. Um, Girl all, Who
2: Leapt Through Time, Mirai Mirai. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah uh, Girl Who Leapt Through Time was their kind of... It was their first film they did as a group before leaving Madhouse, mm-hmm. right. um, which is where they were originally. And then they spurred off and cre- created their own studio specifically for this. Um, now, this came out in... July 2021, and it was released. Its premiere was at the Cannes Film Festival, and it's been really well received by critics. It had a standing ovation. Standing
2: ovation at Cannes. Yeah,
0: 14 minutes. Uh, I think it's the fifth longest standing ovation of all time at the Cannes Film Festival.
2: I don't understand what they were clapping for. Neither
0: do I, because it pays a lot of lip service without resolving things. Um, And we'll get into that in a moment. Now, the Japanese name and this is sort of important, is Ryu to Sobakasu no Hime. Sobakasu? It shouldn't be a U. Uh, Ryu to Sobasu no Hime. It literally means the dragon and the freckled princess. However, outside of Japan, it's called Belle to play on the beauty and the beast themes. Now, there's a lot of problems with Belle. And we've got a full video on that. Um, on the channel. So go watch that out. It's full of memes. It's great. Um, but I think for me, the biggest problem I have with Bell is that it suggests that Hasoda doesn't understand what happens online.
2: I'm sorry. That's your biggest problem with it. I mean, that's fair enough.
0: <laughs> like, it, it it, it's, it's, it's one of many issues. But the one which I think is most glaring to me is that he doesn't understand how online world works. And he should Because he was the director of the original Digimon movie. He was the director of Summer Wars.
2: Which is very much like the first bit of the Digimon movie, let's be honest.
1: Do you think they've just uh, neglected this and more sort of gone for the visuals and the music and also the... The play with Beauty and the Beast to hit the Western market. Bingo! So then they so. can get like the nominations and
0: exactly all of
1: that sort of so stuff.
0: Here's Ooh. a bit of background information: Marai premiered at the Cannes Film Festival, which was the last film they did. But it wasn't at the Cannes Film Festival; it was outside at a uh, an event which was occurring at the same time for the groups that couldn't get into Cannes. Right, and he got a lot of interest and a lot of international attention through it and that's why Mirai performed really well Mirai was beautiful I don't know did you see that one Kirli?
1: Uh No but I've I like seen trailers and stuff uh, like that
0: It seems to be a bit of a mixed bag Mirai as far as public opinion goes a lot of hardcore anime fans don't like it a lot of them do it's a bit of a mixed bag depending on what you like same sort of thing as like Weathering With You I loved Weathering With You but a lot of people don't seem to like it
2: it's, I mean fair enough to each their own but it's Mirai I found mm-hmm. quite beautiful mm-hmm. And so I could see it sort of fitting in at uh, Cannes Film Festival. It felt like it had a good message, but this one it feels like they were like, "Oh, we didn't do great at Cannes with Marai, so let's make the most Oscar Beatty thing we can."
0: Yeah, yeah, and th- this is this is kind of like if, if that's the issue the aim
2: of your anime is to uh, make qualify it, for awards, qualify yeah. at a place with a bunch of rich people.
1: Is it just to set them up though for the future though? Like uh, having that one to then like set them up well, a little here's,
2: bit. Well, here's here's the thing. Tactically, like, that would make sense. Actually, I yeah. see the I see the logic in that.
0: Bell has now become Studio Chizu's highest grossing film, but only just. Right. And it's you know it's finished its run in Japan. It's finished its run in the states. The only place left is the smaller international markets, and that suggests that uh, I think it only earned three million in um the states. So it's not gonna like. Don't get me wrong. It's it's still good money. You're not gonna you know put your nose up at it. But compared to if if it was doing like Demon Slayer numbers, sure, it's nowhere near it. So like, it, I get what they tried to do, and they tried to appeal to the international market. But the problem is here is that the Beauty and the Beast element of the story doesn't work. Because I don't understand it's it at
2: all because. Why do they care about each other, the main characters?
0: Well, here's the thing. No motive is given for anything. The only reason that we think the film works is because we're aware of Beauty and the Beast. Mm. And if you give it to someone who's never seen Beauty and the Beast, which is hard, like seen it, read it, or been aware of it because it's such an old folktale, if someone who hadn't seen it was watching it purely without that information, they go... Why are they chasing the beast? This is
2: practically part of why? my ethos for like judging films and TV and writing and stuff like that. Is if you need the extra homework on mm-hmm. top of your movie, you have failed to tell a good story. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's the thing with uh, Beauty and the Beast, with uh, even just the Disney one. I was asking mm-hmm. uh, my, uh, my one of my D and D mates about this last night. I asked him to regale me why Belle and Beast care about each other. Mm. And he says, um, okay, uh, you know, he uh, imprisoned her father in a tower and then imprisoned her as part of a deal to get him out. And then when they sort of uh, started to get closer, he pushed her away, but then realized his mistake, went to save her. She saves him right back. They develop a bond. He realizes that he wants to do nicer things for her. So they start sharing each other's time, start sharing each other's passions. There is an actual relationship there in the animated Disney version. Phase. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, look, and, and let's <clears> be and honest, animated
0: Disney version takes a lot of liberties from the original source material. And that's course, fair, but that's the one most people are going to be aware of.
2: There are differences. There is a live-action French version of the old French oh, thing.
0: Oh, dude, you should see yeah. how many versions of Beauty and the Beast are out there. Mm. I have found over 50. Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I caught one on
0: SBS. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Oh. Um, but you but
2: here's the thing it's one of those stories that is just easy to do and appeals to a certain emotion
0: but in in the case of bell it's like someone just read the cliff notes and used that as how to plan their plot yes. so there is no character development no relationship development between bell and dragon Hmm. So and and that's a huge problem because you're you're banking on this idea of people going oh yeah they they should be together and but you know
2: and going back to what you said about uh them not really understanding the online world mm. in um Summer Wars you got a glimpse of what it meant to be online of all the different sort of spaces and games that you would interact with each other yeah. in in this you hear them talk about how Dragon is like a this awesome fighter in the arenas and stuff like that. And you're like, cool.
0: um, Can we see the arena? Can we see that? (laughs) Can we see
2: anything other than people just floating around like it's Habbo Hotel? (laughs) Can we see this online world that you've talked up more than just the lobby?
0: Yeah, and this is like one of my biggest criticisms for Bell's idea of you. You is simply a place for the story to to happen in. That's all it is. And they've sold it as if it's such a core, cool, important part of the film, but nothing happens in it. Yet you don't make see us people care about the world doing anything in it. You don't. How how the beast has his own castle, yet no one else has player homes or unique environments. Like, what's going on with that? Um, <laughs> I
2: mean, all those skyscrapers, the like formless, featureless you, you skyscrapers. Mean, you
0: mean the the 1980s knockoff of a circuit board, which is the VR edition. Yeah, it looks like like Tron. Original Tron. Tron. And look, don't be wrong, nothing wrong with doing that, but you need variety. You can't say five billion people, half the world's population have logged into this to look at a circuit board. Like, There's got to be entertainment, things to make it seem like it's living. You can't just have people wondering from point A to point B. Have have you people seen the
2: stuff that is invented on VR chat and stuff like that?
0: Well, I I go directly into that on my... uh, video yeah. it's it's so bad it's it's really funny like most of the things you've brought up are things that i've said in the script for the video yeah, as well uh,
2: great minds think alike and yeah. we like that kind of
0: stuff. fools never differ yeah. <laughs> that's what we <laughs> do um, but look i mean whatever your stance is if you're if you're going into bell to see for for the music and for the visuals and you're happy to rely on your existing knowledge of beauty and the beast you'll enjoy it but it won't have a rewatch value because if you go to rewatch it, you'll start thinking about it, noticing all the problems, start thinking about how does this right. work, um, like the. There's so many inconsistencies, like how you even log into you and interact with it. You go from it being a VR environment to being able to plug your earbuds in and run from the beach to the school while interacting in both the real world and that uh, environment. They
2: sort of give the impression that it's a lot like uh, the VR helmets from Sword Art Online, that Mm -hmm. you are laying down or sitting down and losing control of your body while you take control of an avatar. But then at certain points, they're walking around in the street or running to places while they are in the cyber world. It's just like, hold on. <laughs> Yet there's a lot of stuff like this all throughout where they explain it loosely and then sort of deviate entirely
0: from the rules. But I mean, that's the thing. You can take liberties with technology in films as long as it makes sense. Like, look at um, look at Pacific Rim. Like uh, drift yes. compatibility. <laughs> I hate the, it, but Here's the continue. thing. Drift compatibility actually has a scientific basis. Uh. And that, that that's the thing. They didn't need to go. They just went. Okay, this is what it is, and this is how it works. And then they stuck to those rules. And that's so important. Like, if you're going to build a rule, you've uh, a world. You've got to have it governed by rules, and you've got to follow those rules. And Bell just yeah.
2: And if you're going to break those rules, it should be significant. This yeah. well, breaks well, he, its own rules constantly. Well, as though the thing. It was second be- nature.
0: Bell goes. There's a rule. But will it look better if I do it this way? Then let's do it that way, <laughs> and yeah. because of that, it's a spectacle. It's like if if you see this on the big screen, you'll be like, "Whoa!" But if you actually turn your brain on to think about it during it, you'll kind of be a bit disappointed. Yeah. And we we I considered walking out. That that that's how it was how getting
2: frustrating. Don't get frustrated me wrong. Like you was. said, beautiful, especially when they are not. In the online world, when it's the real world stuff, they have presented such a beautiful vision of Japan.
0: The confession scene between the two side characters who get almost no story time is hands down the best part of the film.
2: It's like a still wide shot.
0: In a train station.
2: Of just the two people sort of talking to each other from like six feet away and moving around each other on a scene. It's like watching a play. It's great. Mm. That whole bit is like singularly the best part of the movie.
0: Also, uh, like they start talking about Belle, yeah, and Suzu's in the scene, and she's like away because she's like finally they've gotten together, sort of thing. Mm. Um, not quite, but if you watch the film, you know what I mean. Um, and she's at the uh, far away, and they start talking about Belle, and she starts having the blood drained out of her face. Uh-huh. You just see her gradually decolor and slowly back away. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
2: just, everything in the scene looks so natural and is so alive as they sort Mm. of interact with each other. Even the people who aren't directly interacting, like Suzu sort
0: of
2: reacting to what they're saying and drifting off from side. It's a perfect scene in an otherwise very flawed movie.
0: Well, I could see that in, like, a Makoto Shinkai film. Oh, absolutely. Like... Yeah, it, it could be in, like, the next Your Name, whatever that's going to be. Apparently, he's working on that one already, so I can't wait for that. I
2: think he's like uh, I think it's like Miyazaki. The guy just doesn't stop working. Yeah, pretty much. I think when he <laughs> retires, he's going to keep working.
0: Yeah, no. Well, I mean, look, when I retire, I'll keep working, so <laughs> not that old yet. I've still got another, what, 30, 40 years, but, you know, when I get to that point, I'll probably keep going. <laughs> this kind of brings us to what we want to talk about with Studio Chizu. Now, if you have a look at Studio Chizu, they've done a lot of interesting stuff over the years. Like They've won three Japan Academy Prizes for Animation of the Year. Big deals. Mm-hmm. Now, their um, image for their the studio is the image for The Girl Who Leapt Through Time, which was uh, Hosoda's film that he directed in 2006. So it's all been founded by these guys, and they both had ties to Madhouse. So a lot of the stuff that they did is connected to Madhouse from before that. So Wolf Children was the first one that was internally just theirs. Summer Wars, technically Madhouse. Okay. yeah, Same with um, Brains Died. Girl Who Left Through Time. Uh, Boy and in,
1: Boy in the Beast. Boy and the Beast theirs?
0: was theirs. And that was both directed and written by Hosoda. Right. So, Boy and Beast, Mariah and Bell. So, okay. the previous two films shown, he can handle difficult, yeah. high-level concepts.
1: Yeah, because I really liked uh, Boy and the Beast. Mm-hmm.
0: I haven't fully watched it yet, so I need to base my
2: opinions on others' opinions so far <laughs> until I watch it. Mm.
0: Well, I mean, the Rotten Tomato ratings for all of their films are above eighty-five percent. Mm. So, uh, Wolf Children is ninety-five. Boy and Beast is eighty-eight. Mariah is ninety, and Bell is ninety-five. Um, Mm, yeah no <laughs> Give, I, I i think we'll see a more accurate representation of what bell's rated in about six months time when it goes to digital yeah because we'll have more people who are not you know going to it because of the hype around it who are going to it out of curiosity and that will that's always the test as to whether a film stands up
1: and people going back to it as well thinking that it was so amazing and then maybe realizing that oh wait yeah. Actually. <laughs> but, I mean,
0: th- this is the thing. Like, Bell, what Bell does really well is what Disney's recent musical films does really well. And that attracts a very certain demographic and a very specific age group. And there's nothing wrong with that.
2: They just make it shiny and glittery. So it's like dancing keys in front yeah, of Yeah, but I mean... You, Sorry, you, I am bitter. You are bitter. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> look, you're, you're you're probably the most bitter beer I've ever had. Um, <laughs> but it's been successful for Disney and others are trying that formula now. And I guess it makes sense. You look at the ratings, you look at the interest and the hype that's been built around Bell. For Studio Chizu, this is nothing but good. And hopefully that means that going forward, they can then use what they've learned from this to make stronger films. But But, if
2: their next film is Cinderella, I'm going to be very upset.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't think Cinderella has come out of copyright ruling yet. Um, No, Um, I, I, I know. What is it 200 years?
2: uh 100 years after the author's death.
0: Yeah, 100 years. Okay, well then yeah, it's definitely it's definitely well out of print now.
2: Hey, uh Winnie the Pooh is as well.
0: Yeah, but not the animated Winnie the Pooh. So you can you okay. can have you can use Winnie the Pooh wherever you like now, just as long as he's not wearing a t-shirt.
1: Oh, Nike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Winnie the
2: Pooh is only allowed to be naked.
0: It's a bit of a concerning thought.
2: (laughs) 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 Okay, what is an anime Winnie the Pooh? Oh my god, would that be like Yuru Camp? I mean... Anime Winnie the Pooh.
0: Well, I mean, we see how often they do Sherlock. um, Because obviously with the uh, Arthur Conan Doyle being passed away Naturally. and the rights being you know free use and open open now i'll be interested to see what happens i wouldn't be surprised if we get a winnie the pooh film in the next 5 years out of Ooh. japan i've
1: seen like a horror version of winnie the pooh and I'm like, oh, damn i hope this is made <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> well yeah, yeah is it kind
0: of like uh, 5 nights at freddy's
1: no, because um, what, cause what's the boy's name?
2: Uh, Christopher Robin. Yeah, Christopher mm.
1: Robin. He's basically like the serial killer. Oh. And basically it's like the Winnie the Pooh and like all of the other, like, you know, and Eeyore and that. They're like, he basically like tortures them and like is in oh, his gods. own mind that he is those like kids. Oh, that's <laughs> horrible. It's like really great. There's like um. There's somebody's like actually done it and somebody's made like a <laughs> oh, artwork for wow. it and it looks really, really good. I, <laughs> and like Tigger, the person who is Tigger. The yeah, the person who is Tigger only has one leg. Oh, because he only bounces on, on his, his tail. tail. That oh, makes God, sense. It's man. like,
3: where
2: did
1: you
0: find this? <laughs> to, any <Facebook>. pa- <laughs> say, to any parents listening, sorry. <laughs>
2: oh, how many childhoods did you just kill? That is wonderful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but look, I mean, we've gone well up topic as we tend to do here. Um, but back to Studio Chizu. So this all started in 2012, and it tends to be about a three year cycle for them between films. So 2012, 2015, 2018, 2021. So the next one we'll expect maybe 2024, 2025, depending on COVID. Yeah, fair enough. Um, So I'll be interested to see how they do this. And Belle, if you're looking for basically a Japanese-style Disney film, Belle's probably the closest we've got. Like They used to say that um, Ghibli's Disney of the East, but when you have a look thematically, they're very different. Yeah. Um, I think this is the closest we'll ever get to say something that's like Frozen, Encanto, or any of the similar ones that have come out since. I've
2: heard very good things about Encanto offhandedly. Uh I have many of the
0: songs stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah.
2: I hear that as like the main big negative criticism is
0: <laughs> I can't get it out of my head. But the, so this is the thing like uh, Encanto and um, Moana uh, were both I think I think it was Moana um was written by the guy who did um, Oh, what's that massive stage play that they did? The Alternative History of the Founding of the U.S. Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton, yes, yes. Yeah. So one of the guys who helped write Hamilton's music is on board at Disney. Oh. And that's why these are so catchy and so commercially successful, these no songs. Wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's why they get stuck in your head. And because he's been attached to Hamilton, Hamilton fans are willing to now check out these Disney animated films to see what they look like because of the music. That
2: is a deviously manipulative ploy and i have to give it my respect yeah
0: (laughs) i mean look if something's huge ride that train where you can that's why we're doing an episode about (laughs) bell hey give us views and stuff yeah everyone's gonna be like yeah we're not subscribing because you bad talked the film we watched it's like yeah yeah but look just go watch it again (laughs) i i I implore you go watch it on digital and look at it from a critical point of view like from a storytelling measure
2: the the positive criticisms and the negatives together
0: don't be wrong Beautiful, stunning. Music's pretty good. Um, the first song is definitely the strongest Yeah, by, by a country mile. I
2: was playing it in my car when I was driving home yesterday, the uh, soundtrack. Um, mm. Certain songs definitely stand out, like the first, mm-hmm. but they kind of
0: peter off a bit. Well, they do, and I think they kind of kept them like, a little bit... They definitely started with their ace. Well, they, they went, what's the biggest one we can use? Okay, we'll use that. And then... Um, we need a second massive song for the climax and then everything else in between needs to reflect the scene it's in. And it does work in that regard. Right. But stand alone, they don't uh, feel as powerful as the okay. other two. Um, but I'm not going to... There's a lot I could say about the film, but I can't without spoiling it. Um, and m- more than anything, it's to do with like the themes that it tries to tackle, including um, probably the easiest way to explain it. I think it's fair to say, basically domestic violence. Mm. And that's not something you can touch lightly. You've got to have a very measured and thoughtful approach to how you're going to do that and how you're going to resolve it.
2: And I'll be honest, like without going into the spoiler territory, I honestly think they failed. They did. They you know, gave it a face. They showed it to be a problem. but no, Nothing's resolved. Yeah, they don't say... How- like anything about how that problem is uh, to be approached or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like a thing that a lot of uh, shows are doing these days. The ones that are sort of trying to preach a message is saying this thing's bad. Mm -hmm. Everyone's going, yes, we know. What should we do about it? This thing's
0: bad. Look at how bad the thing (laughs) is. This thing's bad. What should we do about it? Be better. Uh, No. Thank (laughs) you for (laughs) the advice. Yeah, Um, it's if you're going yeah. to like
2: touch on a big serious issue like this,
0: you've got to do it properly. Cover
2: it from every aspect.
0: Yeah, yeah. And like the the more the more you cover it lazily, the more people don't understand the magnitude of the problem. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, look, um, if you want to check out Bell, it is in cinemas in some places still. I think if you're in the States, you might be hot out of luck. Um, The UK, I think only the Odin cinemas have it, which Mm. is fairly standard.
2: I'm willing to place some money that uh, Netflix will snap this one up.
0: Well, it's interesting you say that because Funimation did not have the release rights for Australia. And to my knowledge, they didn't have the release rights for cinema in America either. What the hell? So, I think it's been done through, like, Roadshow Pictures. Uh, It's G-Kids. So, it tends to be, like, an independent... um, G-Kids will do the translations and the international release, just like they do with the Ghibli films. But they won't go through the normal um, streaming providers. Because you have a look. You don't find Ghibli stuff on, like, Funimation.
2: No, yeah, Yeah, that's... I am never going to understand the whole international distribution thing. It seems...
0: Highest bidder. That, that's basically it. Or we have an existing agreement with that company. Um, they'll do it for cheaper than uh, the others would because we've agreed that they will always get the films. So, uh. yeah. Um, but look, I mean, it works out well because everything we've seen with G-Kids since they took over the Ghibli stuff is that they do a good job of the dubbing, of the translation and of the casting. And I'll be honest, like everything I've seen at the dub, because I saw it subbed in the cinemas... But you have a look online for the dub. It's actually really well done. Okay. Because G Kids released like the first, the first three minutes of it, and the scene where the um, where dragons introduced. Hmm. So it's it's pretty good to show like the quality of the voice acting.
2: Actually, no, wait. That's another thing we have to go back and talk about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I believe you uh, might cover this in your video. Their whole. Uh, how your avatar is picked thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. In, Let's just leave it at that. In the
2: opening, there is whales, and in one mm-hmm. of the concerts, there is whales. Are those people...
3: <laughs>
2: did, did people enter the game as whales? Because you don't get to choose what you look like in this world.
0: But but you do. Well, Because yeah. you upload a picture, and everyone would upload memes. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Everyone would upload Ugandan
3: Knuckles. (laughs) A
0: few
2: people are going to upload, you know, the picture of themselves at, like, a job or something. Like, you know, people would upload their Facebook picture. Mm -hmm. Other people would upload pictures of an anime character... Yep, And you people with your anime profile picture, you know who you are, mm. and I love you.
0: And that's you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that's the thing. There is definitely going to be diversity on what people are going to look like, but not to the weird degree that there is well, in this the, show. Uh, I mentioned, are the
0: whales people or not? I'm more interested in Cat Biscuit. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. yep, It's a weird-looking biscuit that is shaped like a phone and a cat. It's um, I'm like, you know, how did you get that? What There's also a guy who's a Bucket. What happened to him? Um. <laughs> and then there's a pa- there's several packs of playing cards and individual cards. I'm sitting there going, biometrics don't tell you about people's behaviours as mm. far as like interests go. They tell you about like movements and gestures and whatnot. They tell you about the physical dimensions of the body. They tell you about the stuff that Fitbit will collect or your yeah, Apple it's Watch. the stuff
2: we were talking about before. How they make a rule, but then. Stick to it about as rigidly as old
0: glue. Mm-hmm. I want to know, like, because we see so many things that are not humanoid shape. I'm sitting there going, is everyone photographing plush toys? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> is, is that what's going on here? But yeah, look, um, go watch the video. Um, it is. If you have seen the film, it's full of spoilers. Um, for the film, so do, just be aware of that. But. Uh, I do a pretty deep dive in there with like how these things are implied to work and how they actually do work and what we can then take away from that. Um, But yeah, look, um, Bell, it's worth a look. I wouldn't rush. To see it,
2: walk, don't run. To see <laughs> Bell,
0: walk, don't run. Love that phrase. <laughs> no offense to anyone, enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, fantastic. But to for, each their own. To oh, each their course. own, but we, we want a bit more depth in our storytelling. I think more than anything else. And on that note, let's uh, go talk about something controversial. WiFi radio. Tonight,
2: on Anime Communicate. Great story. Compelling and rich. Nothing brings ratings up like a little controversy. Hmm. I thought we weren't allowed to talk
0: about controversial stuff. We just did for half an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. I have a list of
2: controversies.
0: (laughs) Now, uh, Anime Communique is always plenty going on in the world of anime news. Uh, Not as much as usual the past fortnight and that's kind of typical at this point of the anime season. We don't tend to get announcements for new shows or sequels uh, normally till about the start and ends of the quarters. Mm. So um, we're kind of in that lull point but there has been a few interesting things. We might as well start with cinema because the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero film is finally getting an international release yeah. and it's been doing quite well at the Japanese box office now it's going to be launching in 1500 theatres in the US and Canada in on March 18 and we're also getting it in Australia New Zealand in March as well uh, different different times for different areas and i believe the uk is also getting it as well so proper international release over march and april um coming soon to theaters in uk ireland australia new zealand france germany belgium luxembourg austria switzerland sweden finland netherlands french speaking africa and latin america and additional territories to be announced at a later date so they are going full bang with it and because it's a crunchy roller series Crunchyroll have the rights for putting it out. So anywhere Crunchyroll have a streaming service, you can pretty much bet you're going to get it in the cinema.
2: I definitely rely on Crunchyroll more than other streaming services. They're all the same now,
0: so (laughs) you know it's uh, they've completed his face. He is finished. Funny Roll is here to stay. What? Haven't, haven't you seen the meme? So the Funimation logo is the smiley face but no yeah. eyes and people then just go put the eyes from Crunchyroll for his oh. eyes. <laughs> oh, I, think, I think I made that meme years ago. <laughs>
2: Sounds like a horrible Frankenstein, but sure. Yeah.
0: Um, But, uh, yeah, so Jujutsu Kaisen Zero film. Oh, (laughs) what? (laughs) Uh, Completely unrelated, but someone's went and superimposed Comey's face. Like, just the top half of her eyes from Comey Can't Communicate over Marin's face from Dress Up Darling (laughs) Um, with that... Awfully cheesy, sneaky grin. Love it. Um, So yes, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, Tokyo Prefectural Jujutsu High School is a manga prequel story and MAPPA is animating it again with Toho's distributing it. Um, Almost as
2: big as Demon Slayer.
0: It is. It is. And I think once we get to season two, if they do head down that track, um, I think it will end up being as big. Mm. Um, This is not doing as good as Demon Slayer did at the cinemas and that's to be expected because... Demon Slayer is just a juggernaut, and to be fair, based on the current season, just oh, I'm really glad I kept watching it. It's What do you so... guys
1: think's better, Demon Hunter or Jujutsu Kaisen?
2: Ooh, I'm gonna say Demon Slayer for I'm, me. I'm gonna say Demon really? Slayer. Yeah. I say
1: Jujutsu Kaisen. Wait till fair. you see this new season because yeah? you haven't seen Demon. No, uh, you haven't seen Infinity the, Train yet. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, um,
2: but oh if you're like comparing, if you're, the big fights, if, you're campa-
0: if you're comparing just season one to one, it's about equal footing. Like the boogie woogie yeah. fight in Jujutsu Kaisen is phenomenal.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you there. If you're just comparing the first seasons, definitely, definitely equal footing.
0: Like I, I feel th-
1: like it's more gritty Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh yeah,
0: Jujutsu Kaisen is definitely yeah, more gritty. Yeah. Like it's. I think it also has the. It's got a bit of added bonus that it's in a more modern setting as well. Yeah. So it makes things a lot more contemporary and relatable. Relatable. That's yeah, what I'm looking for. I guess, yeah. Yeah. But um don't be wrong I love them equally and th- it says a lot when I s- I really struggled to get through the last few episodes of season 1 of Demon Slayer but I haven't struggled at all with the new season okay like it's mwah, perfect
2: and both of them have adorable sidekick characters i mean in uh, in Demon Slayer you have Nezuko who is a small and in Jujutsu Kaisen you have Panda Man! <laughs>
0: I love Panda Sensei. So. <laughs> um, but yes, so this is going to be out uh, everywhere that they can. Um, it did really well. It opened on December 24th in Japan and I think over that time it sold over 5.5 million tickets. Uh, 7 billion yen. So that's... Let's uh, say they made
2: their money back.
0: 67 million US dollars in just the 18 days since it opened. Wow. It is the 18th. 80th highest earning film in the Japanese box office history and it is staying in the cinemas to my knowledge for another month and a half. I'm sorry,
2: it got billions of dollars. Billions of yen. Okay. Millions of dollars. And that's the 8th or 80th did you say?
0: 80th at the moment. Um, Now to put that in perspective, it also then um, opened at IMAX as well. So that's uh, caused people to go back to see it again and this is yeah you know, it's opened since this article came out um, anime and IMAx would be pretty special yeah um it's earned twenty three point five million in its first three days. jeez, yes. so it's it topped the box office charts for the opening weekend, so it's it's gonna be fine. It's not gonna struggle <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean
2: I don't think that was ever in doubt, but wow,
0: I don't think it's gonna get like it's not gonna hit Demon Slayer. Levels, Nothing will. Demon is now number one. Even Bell's yeah. nowhere near it. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's going to go there. It'll be in the top 50. Like, it, it will do well. Um, but um, that takes us off from there to, well, I mentioned, um, I was going to go talk about the Ghibli theme park, but let's just quickly mention the Odd Taxi film because uh, you brought this to my attention, Kenny, and I completely forgot about it. I meant to put a post up about it too. Um, so Odd Taxi, which was an original anime series last year, um, sort of a pseudo-crime thriller series about a taxi driver, really interesting ways that they've constructed all the shots and all that for it. Um, it's Fantastic, getting a film project. Great
2: character writing. It was just mm. like nothing I had seen before.
0: Yeah, Um This is a film that is a reconstruction of the TV series, but depicts what happens after the anime's finale as well. So it takes the story further. And that's what I want when I see an anime adaptation, a film adaptation of an anime. I want to add something. It's a recap and a continuation. Right. Um, And that's what you want. You want it to complete. If you're going to, like like what we've seen with um, Attack on Titans collective films like they're they collect the information but they don't really add anything Yeah. so they're useful for if you want to catch up but if you wanted to catch up watch the whole i'd watch the whole thing <laughs> like that, that's, that's, that's me
2: you know some people need a quick prime or a good introduction but mm-hmm. showing something which is you know what you know plus extra yeah that's that would definitely suck me in
0: well that that's how demon slayer managed it with the mugen train arc because yeah. they went, or oh, adapting this into the TV series from the film,
2: and people were like, "Oh, but I've se- I've just seen the film, and Why would like, I want we're to." We're adding
0: more. And okay then (laughs) I'm in in, in. I mean we we did whinge and complain about that when it was first announced but now that I've watched it I'm like I'm so glad i got to watch that again (laughs) (laughs) Um, but Odd Taxi same sort of thing it's they've they built a really good solid core audience it's really well rated Um, I think I suggested it uh, in the first video I did on the YouTube channel as like one of the sleepers to watch out for and it's so good Um, only yet for 13 episodes Liger is playing with his bell Um, (laughs) if you can hear that jingling in the background, we certainly can, um, but um, the fact that they're adding more, like to depict what happens afterwards, that straight up makes me go, "I need to see this." Mm-hmm. And it's it's sneaky, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been even happier if it was a sequel film, like the whole thing. But like, uh,
2: I feel like there were only a couple of unanswered questions by the end. But I don't know. Showing like where are they now, kind of stuff, would be pleasant. Yeah.
0: yeah absolutely. Um, now. Oh, we'll, we'll go to the topic, which I think most of us are most excited about, because we all can't wait for to be able to travel to Japan again. Japan's Studio Ghibli theme park is opening on November 1st. Ooh. And uh, it's not finished yet. Right, that's uh, going to be uh, interesting. So it's in Aichi Prefecture, uh, which is northwest. And they recently released a video, which I believe I shared to our social media, about how, you know, kind of like showcasing the area. And in that was a picture and a location they go to which is the house from My Neighbor Totoro. Mm. And its I'm guessing that's the first area they finished building. Um, so it's going to open... They previously said Fall 2022 is the debut. Um, the map for the area is massive. There's so much room for them to expand.
2: Um, I saw some of the uh, concept art for it way back when it was first being announced. And just one of the bits which I feel like it's almost wasteful, but it would absolutely work on me as they have a cinema just playing... Studio Ghibli movies all throughout. it's just like, yeah. I'm at the park. I've seen the movies, which made me want to go to the park. But I could really watch Porco Rosso again. <laughs> well,
0: here's the thing. So Studio Ghibli have a, in their um, museum in Tokyo, have a load of exclusive films which only play there, including the sequel to My Neighbor Totoro. They're short films. So this one's like The Journey of the Cat Bus and stuff like that. I've seen bits like concept art bits of it. Exactly. Now, those are played on like a rotating schedule at the Ghibli Museum, and that's the only place you can see them. They're never released physically, never released digitally. It's to encourage people to have a unique experience when they go there. And I see them doing the same thing for the park. Sinister. Manipulative. I love it. Mm -hmm. We must go.
1: (laughs) I wonder how far in advance you'd have to book.
0: Well, this is the thing. It's, It's meant to be a theme park, but the way they talk about it is they, they don't really keep using the word theme. They keep yeah. using the word park. And I'm wondering how open access it's going to be. Yeah, oh, it's, it's going to be closed. I didn't
2: see too <laughs> many like rides <laughs> or I want the money.
0: Oh, they, they better be getting money. Like, give me that money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I didn't see many like uh, rides, roller coasters or things like that to it. I think it's going to be very much more... Almost like an expansion of the museum in
0: yeah.
1: a way. Yeah, mm. I think so too. So I've just pulled up
0: the article from 2017 when they announced it. And that was, so it was going to open in early 2020 originally. Um, that was the planned date. Obviously, things have changed there. Uh, it's planning to opening a Ghibli Park at a 200 hectare area in Aichi's Expo Park. The Expo Park is something where you can control the in and outs of all that. It's basically like um, our sort of showgrounds. Uh, area that we have here in Perth um, and uh, there you go there's a picture of the house
2: mm.
0: so cute it's gorgeous um, and they've got, well they've got a ferris wheel there already I guess um, but one of the uh, interesting things for the area is that it's so it's massive it's so big. Um, and it's, I think they say it's about six or f- is it four or five times the size of the current site they have for the Ghibli Museum? And that's not including the areas they haven't expanded into. And they've Ooh. basically been given a free run of the park. If they say they want that area, they'll organize for it to be transformed. Yeah, they're showing. Got sort of
2: like yeah, big open areas. I'm seeing ones called Youth Hill, which has um, mm. House Moving Castle and. Um, Uh, From on Poppy Hill, kind of like locations, there's a big warehouse with sort of like a village inside it.
0: Yes, the warehouse isn't attached to any um, film. It's just literally the hub where there's going to be shops, there's going to be food. um, Or
2: what if it's hinting at a future film?
0: I mean, it could do. So you've got a section based on My Neighbor Totoro, which is the first to open. Uh, Two more areas. One is the village in Mononoke.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at the map Mm -hmm. right now. Like you said, there is. So much room for expansion and additional yeah. stuff.
0: Um, they've got an area conspired by Kiki's Delivery Service and Howl's Moving Castle. And also, um, the Youth Hill was... I can't remember what it was, the film. It was that really gorgeous 80s aesthetic one. Uh, the one where we see the girl on the train. I'm trying to remember it. I'm going to have to... I'm going to to open the Googles. <laughs> on Poppy Hill?
2: Uh, no. I think I mentioned that. Um... When it's, Marnie was here, no, no,
0: Oh, I can't even remember where I'm trying to go to either. It's so bad. I I'm really good at like the it's technology more like
1: things. the wind rises or anything.
0: Oh, the thing about doing
2: the Kiki's delivery service one is like the big chief location. Whisper of, of
0: it. the heart. Oh, oh, oh yes, yes, because yes. oh. the the hill of youth and there's the the hill tower of youth or whatever it is. So this one here, that's from um the more. Words. You're doing great today. I'm though. doing... I, I, I <laughs> clearly it looks like the Tower of, of It does, doesn't it? <laughs> so apparently that's an existing elevator that's oh. at the area, and they're converting it because that's how you get down from the train station into Wait, the park. Wait, so that was
2: oh. already there?
0: Yeah, but there, it was. It doesn't look like it does in the pictures. It was just like a normal elevator block for ease of access and the stairs next to it.
2: So, so there was a random elevator block just in a field.
0: No, um, so right outside it...
2: <laughs> some SCP stuff, man.
0: <laughs> right, right outside it is the rail link.
2: Oh, okay. So <laughs> that's where the
0: train stops. So if you wanted to go through the park before you go to the expo pavilions, you could. Um, and that's the way to do ease of access for it. So they were like, "Well, we'll use the tower from that," um, and it's also got, I believe, like the the witch's heart or the alchemy shop or something on the hill next to it, on the hill of yeah. Europe.
2: I was going to say, like uh, the thing about um, Kiki's delivery service is, apart from the first bit, so much of the show takes place in like a huge, huge, beautiful European city. Mm-hmm. I was just like how are you going to build that?
0: <laughs> we just won't. Yeah, <laughs> we gave <just> up.
1: <laughs> mostly be the shop and I'm sure you can buy so many breads. Mm. Mm. All of the breads. There we go. That's Ooh, that, that's the plans
0: there for breads. the, um, that's Kiki's Delivery Service. So they've done a small town so there'll be like okay. a main street sort of like what you get at like a Disney park. That looks yeah.
2: so bloody pleasant.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it.
2: You've got to load these pictures on the socials.
0: Well, they, they these are all on our social media so if you head to the Facebook page, Instagram or Twitter we have all the pictures and maps loaded up. Look um,
2: at that artist's rendition of like what an on-the-ground oh, shot will look like.
0: That's beautiful. It's so cute. That's, that's definitely the area that we just we lived. Oh, to wow. be talking about with Kiki's delivery service and with um, what do you call oh, it?
1: Oh, they've got the um, the cups. <laughs> the, the cups there is the, like a little cup oh, ride they got a cup
0: ride <laughs> and it's the cat
2: going, look Chi Chi, it's me <laughs> Kiki, Sorry, Chi, sorry
0: Chi Chi, I've been watching too much Dragon Ball on <laughs> the next Dragon Ball a witch flies into a town and
2: becomes a bakery assistant
0: <laughs> but look, um, Ghibli Theme Park opens November 1, hopefully we're getting towards a point where You know, things will wind down a bit with the pandemic and it becomes a bit more manageable. But, you know, knock on byproduct of wood, um, (laughs) that something will... I'm just really hopeful things start to calm down a bit. Uh, me too. I, 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 want, I want to go back to I want to go to Japan before I have kids. <laughs> Still haven't gone. Um, and I've been running an anime podcast for years. How embarrassing. Um, but um, yes, so there's that. And uh, last thing we want to quickly touch on as well is Cells at Work because Cells at Works all of its current mangas have come to an end. Huh. That includes the original Cells at Work, Cells at Work Black, Cells at Work Platelets, Cells at Work Baby. And the latest one is going to be called Cells at Work Illegal. And it launches this week in Japan on February 1. And it's called... You're going to be... What's illegal about it? That's what we don't know. Is it X-rated sell-on-sell actions? Well, all I'm going to say is it's (laughs) definitely going to be adult, as in Cells at Work Black, because they've used the same font as Cells at Work Black. So So my guess is it's going to be a criminal. That checks out. So uh, illicit uses, um, maybe bodily injuries. Like maybe a, the climax they can lose a limb or something. Like taking <laughs> right. a bullet or something.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then the bullet's still inside and uh, seeing that. Or the yeah. cells swarming
0: around going, what is this? <laughs>
1: yeah, are quarantining it off. And- I'd laugh
0: if the bullet then has like a face. <gasps> oh. Hi, my name's Iron.
1: <laughs> That's, it's, yeah. it's just the
2: yelling of face from Attack on Titan. Or like
1: I <coughs> like from Mario, you know. Oh <laughs> bill bill. <Yeah.
0: laughs> yes. Look, if uh, if the people doing cells at work are legal listening to this, I doubt they are, but bullet bill needs to be the face of the bullet that strike <laughs> eventually will strike this poor young fellow. Um, oh that was the other thing I was saying to you, potentially like so- showing how the body reacts to getting a tattoo.
1: Yeah, it would- That'd be pretty cool. Really
0: interesting. So, there's a lot that could um, be pretty interesting in this, and um, I'm really quite excited to see how it pans out because I think like Cells at Work, Platelets was cute. Cells at Work, Baby was cute, but they didn't really have like a a strong sort of like direction to their plot. It was just kind of a bit like with Baby. It's like, oh, here's what happens during the nine months. Um, you know, of gestation and then after birth. Which,
2: you know, is Which, fair enough it's on its helpful. own. This show is monumentally educational. Mm-hmm. I've met med students who have, like, watched a bit of it and say, dude, I wish I had had this, like, when <laughs> I started. <laughs> this
0: would have been perfect. No, I've heard that as well. and they get There's a guy on YouTube so, who watches... Yeah,
1: I've seen that yeah, guy. The doctor. Yeah. So having, like,
2: having the show go from different aspects and showing the different health effects to different people... That is great, and so mm-hmm. I can definitely see the appeal of the uh, cells at work, baby, one and stuff like that. Yeah, and the illegal one. Ooh, yeah. There's so uh, many avenues you can explore there, like uh, what mm-hmm. drugs do to a system and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I mean they they could even just do like um, basic things as well, like uh, overexerting themselves or like what happens when the body a body almost drowns. Ooh. You know, th- there's a
2: lot of space. There's a lot of dark stuff you could cover, yeah. but very, very, you know, proper questions about the body. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, yeah, I- I'm really interested to see how they handle it. And I think, like, if, you know, the Cells at Work at Black, Cells at Work Black is anything to go by because that went absolutely bonkers uh, when the anime came out. Like, it-, it outrated normal Cells at Work. Yeah, yeah. Um, I-, I think this could be the- their next anime. Mm-hmm. So, I'm really hopeful that this does do a good job. And as we said, so much for them to pull from. But yeah, and that's kind of the anime news in a nutshell because, uh, well, anime communique, it's what we do. Brains yeah. run out of juice.
3: <laughs>
2: Let's go get some brain juice.
0: I got my red ball here. That I is... probably should have drank more of it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alrighty, shall we uh, try and load? Mm hmm.
0: And that is where we're going to leave things for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Next time, I'm not quite sure what we're doing yet because we're kind of distracted by pudding. (laughs) Yeah. So um, keep an eye out for that video. Um, The episode all about Belle um, on our YouTube channel, our video about Belle, is worth check out if you have seen the film and want to have a look at it from a more... I guess you could say storytelling perspective and seeing how things work so check that out if you've got a moment now um, we're not sure what we'll do next time it might be a back catalogue thing we have joked about doing a dumpster diving episode
2: (laughs) (laughs) there are some in like the lower reaches of my anime list's uh, Mm -hmm. rating system that I am so intrigued morbidly (laughs) intrigued to look at
0: I think it'd be interesting we go okay anything rated between a two and a three let's go Ooh. we'll we'll pick one we'll watch it we review it for an episode
2: i will find one rated at a one
0: we'll be starting with dragon ball ever no no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no no content. that's illegal content that doesn't exist what are you talking about um but if you have enjoyed what you've heard we'd love for you to hit the subscribe button and use my words join us for future if you've episodes. enjoyed what
2: you've enjoyed Keep on enjoying enjoying it. it. (laughs) Yes, yes.
0: Um, If you are listening over on YouTube, hit that like button and subscribe as well. Uh, On the note of YouTube, that monthly content is going to continue coming out. We are going to try and get a few more. uh, We've got a plan, me, Kenny and Aaron, called Kawaii Tries. And it is, um, it's going to be interesting and that's going to be the first pudding video. Um, We've also got a few restaurants who've got some interesting uh, Japanese style foods that we want to try out. So we're in talks with them at the moment. Like not
2: just stuff that you can go and get at like a little uh, izakaya. Mm -hmm. Some of the proper traditional
0: stuff. How do you make natto, like proper natto, outside of Japan? How do you get sea urchin? outside of Japan for cooking and what regulations are behind it. Tastes
2: like the ocean.
0: It does. It's literally a mouthful of salt. It's, it's quite impressive <laughs> if you would like to support the channel um, so that we can do these things we also have a Patreon we share extra content such as episode outtakes video extras and show updates and if you can afford to support us it'd be greatly appreciated also sharing on there the development of the new studio aka my new house <laughs> <laughs> there is a slab there is a slab we haven't had a slab party but that's mostly because of how hot it's been here so yeah
1: my
0: goodness i can't wait for it to be winter again i love winter <laughs> winter is coming if you'd like to join the wi-Fi community head over to our socials all the links are in the episode description as well you've been listening to Fi radio thank you for joining us and until next time winter, winter is, is coming, coming. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>